the BDSM driving school, not the BSM, as I imagine. That's, that's why the seatbelts were a bit tight. Hello and welcome to the penultimate episode of As It Occurs To Me, or as all the Germans who stick bean sprites up their arse are calling it, A.I. Ottoma! Aino bean sprouts, yeah. Some are fine, some are gonna kill you. That's German roulette for you, that's the... Whatever doesn't kill me makes me stronger. That's what Germans think. That's the kind of philosophy that leads you to putting bean sprouts up your ass. Won't kill me, so it'll make me stronger. Except it didn't make you stronger, did it? It killed you, you perverted German idiots. Uh, I ate some bean sprouts on Saturday with my mouth. In a, in a half-hearted attempt to commit suicide, I thought, ah, this will get me out of having to write the last two as it occurs to me. Then someone told me that the bean sprout E. coli takes nine days to kill you, uh, giving me just enough time to finish the series and then die. <laughs> Curse you, God, for making me this way. It's the internet stand-up and sketch show written by a man who's also got to write a TV comedy drama, a radio show, and a new half and a new hour of stand-up. I wish it was half an hour. A new hour of stand-up comedy, but who puts all his uh, all that paid work on hold to pen a repetitive hour of semen-based comedy for an audience of people who spend their week debating whether they'd rather have sex with a child <laughs> or not have sex with a child. Have everyone think they'd had sex with a child. What's wrong with that? Seriously, it's the 21st century. If is what I should have said at the time. If only I could turn back time, I would not have agreed to do the series at such a busy time. Thanks to the magic of AI Ottima. I can't. I can't. I can't turn back time because we've used up our whole series quota of turn back times in last week's show. No, mainly thanks to Emma Kennedy's fucking up that bit of the show because she'd been too busy tweeting her famous mates during the rehearsals and then getting drunk on half a pint of beer in the interval, the mawkish harridan. Um, no, we've, we've exhausted the flux capacitor of the turn back time machine is broken. Listen to this. If I could turn back time. Broken in it. It's fucked. <laughs> We need to gather more hydrogen molecules with our Bussard Ram Scoop. Yeah, it's one for the uh, Star Trek fans there. But it's... Uh, well, that'd go better with our nerdy audience. I was in for it. But it's... Uh, and only them. But it's a pleasure to be working so hard on this show. It really is. Sure, it's taken years off my life. I don't get any money for it. But, you know, my audience pays me with something more precious than money. Love and respect. Uh, so much love and respect that last week on The Moral Maze, uh, a segment that we only include because the theme tune is so good. It's a moral maze, it's a moral maze, it's a moral, it's a moral maze, it's a moral maze! Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only good thing about it. Thank you, Christian. Uh, they are so loved me, they voted that I was immoral for using flour paste instead of semen to cover the pages of Paul Mag, even though that was obviously moral. So, just so that I'd have to strip naked, cover myself in flour paste and apologise to Diana Dawes. You make me sick, our audience. You know nothing of ethics. Your only goal is to humiliate, humiliate a short, fat old man who you know will do anything for your approval. Well, I hope you're happy with what you've done, because look, this is what you've made happen. <laughs> Wait, 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 it moves. Here I am in my bath full of flour, uh, covered in flour and water. Um, I would like to apologise to you sincerely to all the listeners to ask a question. 
term for not actually masturbating. And I hope that you will take this punishment and be satisfied that I am punished enough. This is really one of those horrible things I've ever done. I wish I'd like to take this opportunity to apologise to the late Daniel Dawes. Very funny, it happened out of shot. Uh, if you're listening at home, then that video should be available as a separate video podcast. But uh, you might want to be careful where you watch that because uh, it, it's not exactly work friendly. I don't think you want people seeing you with that on the. Anyone looking at that over your shoulder is going to assume it's something else, to be honest. It, in fact, if you're having trouble downloading it, it should also be appearing on www.redtube.com. Um, um, look under the amateur tab. And also under the cum shot tab, and the facials tab, and the mature tab, and the squirting tab. I researched that joke, all those tabs are genuinely there. Check the site if you don't believe me. Take, took me some time on redtube.com to research that joke today. Believe me, now I've got a very red tube. But I'm, uh, I'm not sponsored by redtube.com, but I, I will accept sponsorship if you're offering it, uh, and I will take that in kind. Uh, if... I can't believe I did that for you. I'm 43 fucking years old. My dad's proud of me, he's not, he's ashamed. My non-imaginary girlfriend shot that video. You can hear her laughing on it, so she can't be imaginary, unless you think I dub in laughs afterwards to make it look like she was real, which I didn't. I was so traumatized by the experience, it didn't even cross my mind to push her into the bath afterwards. Uh, <laughs> She said to me... It's amazing you're doing this at your age. It's great. It shows you haven't lost touch with her in a child. Yeah, I'm not sure how many children take baths in flowers <laughs> as punishment for having counterfeited semen on a non-pornographic article about Diana Dawes, but, but they should. Make your kids do that if they don't do it already. Seriously, it's the 21st century. Uh, having, having taken a bath in a mixture of flour and water, I can tell you that flour paste doesn't just look like semen, it smells like semen. <laughs> and it has the same waterborne hair magnetism properties as seen. Yeah, you fellas know what I'm talking about. And you whorish women, yeah. Only the bath-based whores, though. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna be picking dried globules of fake jizz out of my chest and underarm hair for days. And there's still tons of this stuff in my hair. There really is, on top of my head. I'm glad this show is nearly over, I hate you all. But uh, whilst I bathe in artificial sex excrement alone, I can't do this show without the help of an amazing team. Please welcome Dan Tetzel, TV's Emma Kennedy, on the guitar, Christian Riley. Good evening. Hello. find it difficult to, uh, to uh, remember which one of us is which. Our voices are very similar. So I've written this little song to help you remember. As it occurs to me Emma left her tent In San Francisco Richard's 43 And has flower in his hair Dan's quitting comedy to work for now. 
Baptist girl And I am Christian The only one with any flair That's sorted, so um and uh, I do have to say, it's uh, very kind of Dan to agree to give up a moderately successful career in comedy to go and work for the biscuit manufacturing company in Nabisco, just so the joking rhyme in that song worked. Thanks for that. Well, it's, uh, it's my pleasure. And don't knock it, I do get free Ritz crackers. So, uh, what's good to you this week, Dan? Uh, well, pretty much, it's been a pretty boring week, to be honest. Uh, I, oh, I, went, I had an audition for a part that Kevin Eldon uh, turned down. And... Uh, and Frankly, that's my career, and uh, yeah, but I didn't get it. So. Did Kevin Eldon get it? No, he didn't want it. No, he, he was too busy. Um, but I, so, uh, so I realised I've uh, been in Leicester Square a lot recently, and I've never had my my picture done by one of those caricaturists. So I did that before I come. <laughs> so, From Cammy. Fifteen pounds well spent. I think you'll agree. <laughs> Yeah, so mainly mainly visual, but we'll put that. Up, we'll take yeah, it we'll right put that on a podcast. We'll, yeah, take, yeah. We'll, put that, we'll put that at the end of the, uh, of the <laughs> yeah. video. Uh, Emma, what's uh, anything yeah. good? Well, hold on, Emma Kennedy. Have yeah. you, uh, has anything occurred to you like bothering uh, uh, to pay attention in rehearsals rather than <laughs> tweeting your famous friends, for example? Yeah, well, well, yeah, they're not that famous. <laughs> I was I was going to do like a nice one this week and uh, and tell you some nice facts that I learned on I went on a duck bus tour yesterday. And learnt some lovely facts. Like, if you die at the Savoy, they'll pay for your funeral. And if you go for dinner there and there's 13 of you, they, they arrange for an extra guest to come and the 14th guest is a stuffed cat. And we drove... This, 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 see, this is the nice bit because I'm building up to what I'm actually going to tell you. Uh, like, like a nice thing would, would be that the fact about the Oceanic Company, which you drive past on the duck bus tour, and they're the people who are responsible for building the Titanic. And after it went down, no one was allowed to say the word Titanic. They just referred to it as the incident, <laughs> which I quite liked. So I was just going to tell nice things. And then about an hour before uh, the show, I got an email from someone called Jim Parkin, which I'm now going to read to you. It was a family meal at Christmas. Everyone was praising the food and someone piped up about how nice the peas were. At which a bonkers uncle told the story of the time he did a poo and noticed that a single pea was floating in the bowl. He looked at it and marvelled at how green the pea was. It seemed completely unscathed, untouched by his digestive system. So he took it out of the toilet and ran it under the tap. And then he ate it. Again. Except it was no longer a pee pee. The inside of the pea had been digested and the shell of the pea only had remained. It was a pea shell now filled with poo. So he ate a pea filled with poo. A poo pea. 
At least there was no pee on it, though. So, um, thank you. Thank you. My that actually made me feel sick, and given that we just watched that video, I think that's Anytime. quite an achievement. Have a candy there. Have a candy. She does stories about poo, that's what she does. Yeah, if you, if you want to email me a phenomenal poo story, I'll read it out <laughs> next week. Is that good? Ooh, uh, can you beat that, Christian? Uh, no. No. <laughs> what, have you done anything? Uh, no, I'll, I'll just say something unfunny and then okay. you come in with a... Okay, line. we'll see what we go, yeah. I just did it. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, let's see. <laughs> let's see what else has occurred this week. Tuesday. Uh, the last episode of AI Ottawa <laughs> went online and that morning I got a tweet from at Alex M which said... About to listen to AI Ottima, AI Ottima, because I have exceeded my monthly bandwidth allowance and unable to download any other podcasts. Which was nice. It's a nice reason uh, for listening. So I retweeted that and listeners began tweeting their own reasons. The reasons they listen to this show, like this one from at Charmless Nurk. Uh, about to listen to AI Ottima, AI Ottima, as it's far too early in the morning for anything intellectual. <laughs> with fans like these who needs enemies but there will be more about to listen to AI Ottima AI Ottimas throughout the show Saturday the Queen's birthday honours list came out and finally one of the greatest injustices of modern times was corrected cruelly overlooked Bruce Forsyth was finally given a knighthood people have been campaigning for this for years because up till now poor old Bruce has only been recognised with an OBE and a CBE why did the Queen spurn him so much for so long? If a tap-dancing old man in a wig is not made a knight, then it makes the whole idea of knighthood redundant and ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. In fact, I actually think a knighthood is an insult to Bruce Forsyth. His contribution to humanity is so great, I think Prince Philip should be beheaded and Brucey should be made king. It's ridiculous that the Pope has not made him a living saint. Uh, on the plus side, it does show that if you can spend 70 years repeating the same three catchphrases, then you are in line for a goal. So, uh, I just want to have an OBE. Please let me have an OBE. I just want to have an OBE. Saturday. The singer Lily Allen got married and was given away by her father, the mad actor and saboteur of comedy shows put on by children, Keith Allen. Uh, you'll remember that the... Uh, unpopular man. You'll remember that the unpleasant penis-flashing drunkard uh, heckled the 1988 Oxford Review, attempted to kill Ben Moore by moving some crash mats, and then punched the theatre manager. Uh, I've been biding my time to avenge uh, the attention-seeking Wazak, and uh, this seemed the perfect opportunity. Yeah, this is it, Lily. Proudest day of my life. <laughs> Get to walk you down the aisle. Yes, Dad. I'm proud to have you here. You'd think I would be ashamed to have someone like you as me, Dad. But the blindness of familial love is an amazing thing. Yeah, go on. Here we go. You look beautiful. Uh, hey! Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What's this all uh, over the aisle? Hey. Oh, oh, what, oh, what the fuck is this? He's all sticky and disgusting. Oh, my God. Is this what I think it is? <laughs> Uh, no, mad actor Keith Allen is not. That was me applauding like in a film three times. No, mad actor Keith Allen is not. That is a mixture of water and flour. I had a bathload of it to get rid of for some reason. Spread over a church floor, it makes for quite a toboggan slippery slide run there. Who the fuck are you? Don't you remember me, Keith? Perhaps this will jog your memory. 
What did I say? <laughs> no, that didn't jog my memory. No. It's me, Richard Herring. That was the punchline from the only sketch you saw in the 1988 Oxford View waving at the pigeons that you then sabotaged. What's going on, Dad? My dress is ruined. Oh, I've no idea. What's they say that revenge is a dish best served using some cold flour and water. <laughs> oh, God, your vengeance may sometimes be slow in coming, but I think that then it is all the more complete. What are you talking about? It is written in the Bible. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And if someone moves the crash mats from a children's review show, you get to put flowery water on the, flower of the, the floor of the church at their daughter's wedding. That's in the Bible, that is. Even the mistake. We're even now. That is us even. Are you, how could you do this? Lily's pregnant. It is written that the sins of the father shall be visited on the children, even to the third and fourth generation. <laughs> Did you, Keith Allen, stop to consider if Ben Moore was pregnant when you moved that crash mat? No, I didn't. He was a man and clearly a virgin. He, st he still is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if I could get up off this slippery floor, I would get my cock out and then punch you so hard. Hopefully next time you perform one of your outrageous cock-out stunts, <laughs> which you think are challenging and dangerous, sure. but which are just pathetic and sad, mm. you'll think about the long-term psychological effects they will have and the revenge that will come to you, you massive tool. Just one more thing, where's the vicar? Uh, I am here, what is it? Sorry, I do have to do this to make the revenge complete. Oh! Bye! <laughs> Lily Allen's wedding, there, as you'd expect. Crap. Uh, like the Count of Monte Cristo, I'm left wondering about the innocent victims of my, the plan, my plan of revenge and the effect on my own soul. Unlike the Count of Monte Cristo, I'm fucking delighted to have done it. Check on, Count of Monte Cristo, you am a twat! <laughs> As it occurs to me, I would rather slide down the world's largest razor blade and use my ball bag as brakes than have to listen to this garbage. one-star iTunes review. That was a retro one, back to January 2010. That came from Funky Fant 0M. Uh, too many people are trying too hard to get uh, their jingles into, made into a jingle by making up insults. Only genuine insults from people who were genuinely annoyed by the show will be chosen, and I can tell the difference. Although, to be fair, we might equally have gone with this. As it occurs to me, descending down the road of filth, the sooner you stop it, the better. <laughs> which was said to me on the phone last night by my mum. Um, Barbara Herring. Uh, who needs iTunes when you have my family? Uh, though I would say it pretty much skidded off the road of filth in the first episode and crashed into a sewage plant of filth and has now bored through the bottom of the sewage plant to find an underground volcano, which instead of magma is full of smegma. Um, it's lavatorial humour. Uh, and... Uh, we're now heading to the centre of the earth, to a world inhabited by the Moorcocks. Um, <laughs> they're like... <laughs> they're like the Morlocks from the H.G. Wells time machine. <laughs> but with Moorcocks. <laughs> they have... <laughs> they have two Moorcocks each. 
three cocks in total. That's, that's where all the smegma comes from. And, and on top of that, <laughs> on top of that, one, <laughs> one of the more cocks. <laughs> On top of that, one of the more cucks has just done a poo as well. So, thanks, Mum. That riff was inspired by you. If you hadn't, if you hadn't said that on the phone, that would never exist. In a way, you wrote that routine, Mum. I, I hope some members of the church choir and the University of Third Age are listening to that. It's Barbara Herring's material. <laughs> Listen to AI Artema. <laughs> From at Tetrarch Angel. About to listen to AI Artema. AI Artema. It's going to be a long night if you keep going. Because I love repetitive in jokes. Aside, I do not love repetitive in jokes. <laughs> From at just SJP. I'm going to listen to AI Otima, AI Otima, because it's either that or housework. Actually, maybe I'll do the housework. Saturday. I received an email in error from someone I don't know with a film script attached. Maybe I should have fronted it out and turned up for the first day of filming, just pretended I was in the film. I had the script and all the details. If I could turn back time, I can't turn back time. We've used up, thanks to Emma, I remember from last week, we've used up all the turn back times. That is not available to us now. Uh, so instead, I emailed back and explained the error. Minutes later, I got a second email from a name that was very familiar, but I couldn't quite place for a second why I knew it. It was Francoise Pascal. Uh, it took me a second to realise what had happened. I'd got an email from Francoise Pascal, the sex bomb from the 1970s racist sitcom, Mind Your Language. Uh, if you don't know what that is, uh, just Google Francoise Pascal and check out the images. It'll keep you more occupied than redtube.com, I have to say. She, uh, she'd correctly been given the same script as me, but foolishly had replied all, though I'm just replying to the director. So you might not think that counts, that I've got an email from Francoise Pascal, but I think that does count. I, I've got an email to me from Francoise Pascal, who used to love when I I was 11, and more dangerously for her, I now have her email address. I, I could email her at any time I wanted and send her pictures of anything I fancied. I'm not saying I sent her a video of me in a bath full of flour without any explanation of what was happening. But after all the pleasure she gave to me in the 1970s, let's just say I thought she deserved a little treat. Uh, but so I was genuinely excited, really, to have received an email from Francoise Pascal, even if it wasn't meant for me, and I wished I could travel back in time to tell the 11-year-old me all about it. It would blow his tiny mind. Well, thanks to a brand new feature on AI Otima, very different to anything we've done before, I can. If I could travel back in time, what would I say to myself? Oh, 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 if I could travel back in time. Yeah, it's very different, it's a different thing. It's the, the turn back machine, turn back time machine is broken, but I still can travel back in time. How do I travel back in time, you may ask? Well, of course, in my time machine, I'll just get it started up now. Uh, just, that's, just turning the ignition of the time machine there. And uh, here we go, we're bumping back. Oh, look at it, it's going back through time, look, there's... Oh, look, Osama Bin Laden's just been... come back to life. Oh, look, the, tw the Twin Towers have just arisen up. What's that clock doing there, flying? Oh, the Berlin Wall's just gone up. Oh, look, it's 1980, 19... Oh, wow, here I am, back, transported back in time to... Fair 
Fuck off. <laughs> it was exciting. I, I transferred it back in time to Fairlands Middle School, Cheddar, 1978. Somewhere in this school is the 11-year-old me. It's break time, but how am I going to find myself? This is a massive school. I wonder where I am. Well, Rich, Ziggy says... <laughs> There's a 99% chance you're sitting in the library on your own as usual, writing poems to Sally Waits, the goyle who sits opposite you in history. Oh, it's in love with that. I was too scared to tell her. Uh, thanks, Al. It's nice of you to help. Ah, to be honest, since Quantum Leap ended up... It's, uh, I've had a bit of a loose end. Yeah. Weren't you in Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, but... It, oh, man. Well, I was an angel at this point. <laughs> No spoilers. Can you, um, I was wondering how, can you actually get the internet on Ziggy? Because uh, I can recommend, recommend www.redtube.com if you're bored. Well, thanks. Do they have a section dedicated to squirting? You know, amazingly, they do just squirting, videos of squirting and nothing else. It's incredible. Oh, you're mentioning them a lot. Are, you, are they sponsoring you there, Richard? No, they're not. Not yet. But, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, it has to come to this. I aspire to being sponsored by a hardcore porn site. Not even that good. Anyway, shush out. There's the younger me coming up. Look. Yeah, don't worry. I just found the site. You won't be hearing a beep, boop, boop. And a me. <laughs> Hello, Richard. I don't know you. Why are you? You look like a weirdo. Don't... Don't worry about that. I only have very limited time before the roulette wheel spins and I return to my own time. I just wanted to tell you something. You know Francoise Pascal? No. You do, you do. She's the sexy French lady from Mind Your Language. Oh, I love Mind Your Language. Yeah. It's the funniest program ever. Well, no, actually, you're, um, you're wrong about that, Richard. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's actually a little bit racist and offensive. Oh, but the but... Chinese lady goes, Clit, what a That's really Oh, that's she can't not say funny. hers. It's really funny. Yeah. She got slotty eyes like that. Shut up, shut up. I, I can I would just like to apologize for my younger self. It's oh, different I'm times. the Indian man. I'm not the don't do the Indian man. Oh, no, 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 no. basically fulfilling the exact same role just to do that. This stuff isn't funny and I want you to know, Richard, you never thought it was. What's so. wrong with you? Seriously? It's a 20th century! <laughs> Wait. About Francoise Pascal, the French lady from that show? Oh, she's beautiful. She, is. she makes me feel funny in my stomach. Yeah. And once, when I was watching her on TV, my winkle got all big and popped up through the gap in my pyjama bottoms. <laughs> And my brother and sister saw it, and I said, Oh, get down, Shep! <laughs> Never mind about that. Stop embarrassing me. I've come back to tell you... Uh... I, th I thought you'd be excited, I thought you'd get a kick out of this. Francoise Pascal, you love her, right? One day, you will accidentally get an email from her. What's an email? Well, it's something you send on the internet. What's so. the internet? Oh. It's like a really big book uh, with all the information in the world. Right. You can only access it from your computer. <laughs> Who's got a computer? Well, everyone will have yeah, one. Yeah, well, Jimmy will have one, Chinny Recon. <laughs> And an email, it's like a letter, but it comes through the phone line. It's... Oh, you're strange, you're smelling of flour. Shut up about that. <laughs> work in a bakery sometimes. I'm not! I thought you'd be excited, but you're such a fucking racist idiot, you can't understand what I'm trying to tell you. Look, I am you, but from the future. What? 
What went wrong? Did I get a serious illness that made me all bluid and hairy? What the hell? No, it's all going well. You, you become a comedian. Oh, my own telly? Yeah. <laughs> there you are. For, for a bit. Uh, then, then you realise that actually TV isn't all that. Actually, it's for sellouts with no talent. It's better to get out in the real world and do comedy to 15 people in Worcester. And then... Do podcasts as well. Podcasts. Podcast. Are it doesn't matter. Look, I haven't got very long. I've got important things to get to you before the roulette world comes in. At university, Bernadette Purcell really fancies you. Don't realise you got. You can have sex. Have sex with her this time, right? Plus, uh, I can help you be more successful as a comedy. Don't work with Stuart Lee, right? He's. He'll stab you in the back the first chance you get. Just nick your whole routine and pretend he came up with it. Uh, ditto Andrew Collins. Exactly the same. Don't work with him. I can make you a child comic prodigy. Just you'll be the greatest comedian ever from the young age. You'll be. Just write this down, what I'm going to say. Write this down, no. Yeah. You say, hi, nice motorcycling clothing shop you've got here. It doesn't sound funny. It is funny, I promise you. Yeah, but it's, it's not as funny as... I don't know, but it is. I don't Shut up about that. That's, and then... Uh, oh, no, quickly. Quickly, write this down. Oh, yeah, I love motorcycling. Me, some people like cycling on a normal bike, but not me. I say, why pedal around when you get on a bike that doesn't need to be pedaled with all the engine and stuff? Ram, ram. Right there, did you get it? I'll wear a... Oh, no, look, the Berlin Wall's going back down and then twin towers are falling out. Oh, Sandy Laden's alive. Oh, and he's dead. And then, oh, it's back in, back in my own time. Oh. If I could travel back in time, what would I say to myself? I tried to explain the concept of the internet to a tiny racist version of myself. If I could travel back in time. Oh, I'm back in my own time. Thank you. But I expect, I expect a few things have changed. Uh, I've, have I successfully meddled with the past and changed the future? Am I on the telly now doing this? No, no, you're still on a podcast. Oh, God. Did I have sex with Bernadette at university? No. Oh, no, you why didn't I listen? Damn the younger me. Why doesn't he listen to anything I said? Is nothing different? Yes, uh, Stuart Lee is slightly more successful <laughs> than he was in your previous time. Yeah, he didn't have you holding him back, so uh, he's been on live at the Apollo. Wow. Yes. Good on him. <laughs> Damn it, when will I learn not to meddle in time? About to listen to AI Atoma. AI Atoma. At About to listen to AI Atoma, AI Atoma, because I'm a glutton for punishment. I thought those headphones were a bit tight. <laughs> At Richard Tingley. About to listen to A.I. Ottomer. A.I. Ottomer. Because I hate my ears and I wish them to suffer. <laughs> anyway, now it's time to go down into the audience to see what has occurred to them. Uh, this week, has anyone got an interesting or funny story to... Hello, we're right at the front. What's, uh, what's your story? It occurred to us today that we spent £400 and 50p getting here. It occurred to you spent £400 and 50p getting here. Sean and Louise, where have you come from today? Huddersfield. That is the dedication. Give a round of applause. I'm sure some other people will be that. Someone has come from Canada today. So, that beats you. Yeah, what? Mainly because we can't tell the difference between a white train coming to London and a purple train going to Plymouth. Uh, mainly, mainly because they can't tell the difference between a white train coming to London and a purple train going to Plymouth. So you went, you went to Plymouth first. No, I went to Sheffield. You went, no, you went to Sheffield. <laughs> from Huddersfield to Sheffield. And then you'd got, you had to go back and buy another ticket. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. 
They've got to take into account your stupidity, haven't they, when they're that smart? <laughs> if only I was Tom Rigglesworth, I'd have complained about for a bang, but I can't fuck him. Uh, so, uh, anyone else? Thank you very much for spending all that money. You could just send me a check. Uh, next, this man here. You're the 14 to 17 year old boy from last week. Welcome back. Is he Callum? Is that your name? No, Sean. Sean, same. Close. <laughs> I'm like, it's like amazing. I just need to be told a name once and I won't remember it for the second time. Sean, yes. What happened to you this week, Sean? Um, after last week's show, I uh, saw my opportunity to take free bin for him. <laughs> after. Oh, he's got it. Sean. Sean, after last week's show. <laughs> The free bin porn, I didn't know. There he is, how's it been for you? Can you still? He still has, I've read the very informative article about black women and Asian women. You've read the informative article about black women and Asian women, why there should be more of them in the magazine. That is good to see. Well, I hope you got some enjoyment out of that. Now it's worthless if there's any of your <laughs> gametes on it, then it's ruined. Is it, are you with uh, Sean? Uh, you... No, no, I would have thought so. Are you a bit concerned that you're sitting next to a man with a. Uh, Porn magnets all stuck together. Is <laughs> what? You hope he leaves it when he goes. We could pass it around. It could be a little library system. That's how it always used to work. Well, thank you, Sean. Uh, uh, anyone else who's got one over here? Let's have a look. Right back there, lady. I think it's a lady in white. Hello. No, that's not a. You know, I can't see you. I can only see some white. That's. I'm not saying you're, you're probably very feminine. Uh, no. Okay. I can't. What's What's happened to you? Uh, you had a conversation with Mark Watson about slash fiction. Yeah. Is this fiction where... Explain what slash fiction is in case I've put it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't. Fiction on the internet involving sort of characters from TV shows and real people shagging people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's, 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 I, I was right. It is, uh, <laughs> it's stuff on the internet about stories about people from the TV and real people shagging. Yeah. yeah and what was... Is there, is there any more... Have you, have you imagined having sex with Mark Watson while he's drinking cider? <laughs> That was no. Was take her tights off for him. You, she, <laughs> she took her tights off for him. Is what another man shouted out. It's obviously. I think we may have uncovered a new Jason Manford-style scandal here. It seems a shame to do this to Mark Watson, a happily married man. Uh, good. Yeah, great. That's all it is. All it's going to be is just outing Mark Watson as a pervert. <laughs> Did he wank off while you were talking about it? Don't tell me. Uh, so, uh, Mark Watson is a wonderful man and he advertised that cider, didn't he? So, let's... Without him, pear cider wouldn't have been as popular as it was for three months before everyone decided it was a bit of shit, actually. Uh, anyone else got something that's not libelous that we might have to cut out? Uh, this gentleman here. Come down from Derby. People in London should be fucking ashamed of themselves. Say, these people have come from the provinces. Come down from Derby. It occurred to you on the train. Between Birmingham and Oxford, we were forced to sit opposite a man who resembled the um, dug-up corpse of Bernard Manning. Wow. <laughs> between, between Birmingham and Oxford, he was forced to sit opposite a man who resembled the dug-up corpse of Bernard Manning. I think there's only one way you would know what the dug-up corpse of Bernard Manning would look like. That is if you had already done that, go, fucking hell, that's weird. That man looks, remember the time we dug up the corpse of Bernard Manning? That man looked exactly the same. So what, he's covered in soil with worms coming out of his eye sockets. And was... It would explain the smell. Wow, fucking hell, cruel. Um, you know what I was going to do, actually? I forgot. 
uh, was to, we've been given some um, uh, little cakes on a stick uh, by uh, Kate Emmett from uh, uh, Cake Poppins, I think that's right. Uh, we have AI automator in them, but they have a different, they have a different letter, so uh, you can have one of those. It's not, it's kind of advertising, but they're nice. They're like little cakes on a stick. So uh, let's see, where was there's Porno uh, Pornboy? Yeah, chocolate. <laughs> see, I would, then we'll see how many more were left. Who was there? Was someone over there? Oh, they're, fucking hell, that's going to be hard. <laughs> All right, Slash, see if you can catch this. Then write some porn about this going in your vagina or something. <laughs> oh, killed someone else. Pass that back. Uh, and uh, then Weird Man, you deserve one. <laughs> There's one more pop, then one more cake. It's the eye. Well, you've got to have a good story. Oh, Let me have a look. Ben Moore is in the audience. Ben Moore. What is your story, Ben Moore? Uh, I went to the Tate Modern on Saturday. You went to the Tate Modern on Saturday. An artist drew me on a wall. An artist drew you on a wall. Is it as good as Dan Tetzel's picture? <laughs> no. No, it's beautiful. You're in the Tate Gallery and your picture. Ah, we'll have to go and see it. Which artist was it? Was it a proper artist? Just someone in the tape going, I'll draw a picture of you. Quick, quick, before the guard sees us. There's an artist called Bedode. Bedode? He's got a book of London Walks, illustrated. He's got a book of London Walks. Well, we're learning, it's kind of, it's quite interesting, we're learning stuff. Not very funny, but there you go. I told you not to let him back in, he's raised the tone again. <laughs> really, he should have come and done Keith Allen. Uh, <laughs> Should have come on specially. But uh, have you got you know that you've done everything else? Are we, are we all happy? Should we move on? Let's thank you very much. Give yourself a round of applause, you and Robbie, for giving yourself. Enjoy your cakes on a stick. About to listen to AI Artema. At Chrysisis. About to listen to AI Artema. AI Artema. Because you can't guess your life in order until you've truly hit rock bottom. <laughs> I'm about to listen to AI Optima, AI Optima, because, oh my God, at Richard B. Bacon, how are you? Wednesday. The world went a bit crazy for my idea of a cartoon film about an animal with no attitude or special skills whatsoever. Attitudeless badger. In fact, um, a very popular character. In fact, on Wednesday, I was called into a meeting with some top Hollywood executives who wanted to buy the whole concept. Hi, Richard. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. We're very excited about Attitudeless Badger. Yeah. The market is saturated with films about animals with attitudes spouting smart aleck quips. We've been looking for something different. And Attitudeless Badger is certainly different. Cool. <laughs> so, A.B., as we think the kids will call him, well... No, no, they mustn't do that. Uh, I want it stipulated in the contract that Attitudeless Badger will always be referred to by his full title, Attitudeless Badger, not A.B. or A.Bad or Badalicious, oh. just Attitudeless Badger. That's no problemo. Uh, we can end with that vibe, dude. Sorry, is it possible for you also to have no attitude as well? I, I, I think everyone working on the project, for it to really work, has to be really dull. Absolutely agree. Hey, I can be dull. Dollarama, that's what they call me, Dullsville, USA. No, there's still, it's quite dull, but there's not enough attitude. There's still some attitude there, so can you stop that? Okay, I, I apologize. So, take me through again the plot of the film. There's no plot as such. Uh, Attitudeless Badger is just a badger, uh, and the film will document in 90 minutes of his life. Uh, he lives a solitary existence, burrowing underground, eating earthworms. It's, it's simple, I love it. Yeah, I've been checking on Wikipedia, 
and this yeah, could be this quite is, a funny scene. Yeah, is, Did you know yeah. that occasionally badgers yeah. will eat fermented fruit and get drunk? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I knew that. That would never happen to us. <laughs> yeah, uh, come on. Obviously, that wouldn't happen to a badger. I mean, attitudeless badger. He's attitudeless. Do you even know what attitudeless means? Come on. Well, attitude less. I, I thought it mean having less attitude, less attitude than most cartoon animals, but you know, still some. No, no, attitude as badger has no attitude at all. Oh, and um, we're happy with that? Yeah, it's a refreshing change. Now, Rich, can I call you Rich? No, Richard Herring. Okay, Richard, <laughs> Richard Herring. Uh, who do you see the, being the voice of attitudeless badger? We're thinking Bill Murray. He's, he's sardonic, he's underplayed. I don't really understand, attitudeless badger, if you understood the concept, he's a badger. He doesn't speak, badgers communicate by growling, occasionally yeah. clucking. Okay. They can make a kind of awful, shrill, painful sounding scream. Okay, well, well, which actor will do the sounds of Oh, maybe the guy from Police Academy. No. Yeah. Michael Winslow. No, well, uh, no, I think obviously Attitudeless Badger would have to be played by a badger. I, I think it would be very offensive to the badger community if we got anyone who wasn't a badger to play a badger. Oh, okay, maybe the... Yeah, the worms. Yeah, they could be played by uh, stars. You know, uh, Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus, very hot right now. She's so hot no, right now. That wouldn't work, because worms don't even make a sound at all, so that no one could voice them. Mm. I don't you know anything. Okay, so, um, <laughs> all right, let me, let me get this straight. You want to make a film about a cartoon badger who has no attitude, just scurries around in the undergrowth, eating worms and screeching in the night. He can't speak and he doesn't get drunk and nothing happens. Yeah, but thinking about it again, I don't think it should be a cartoon. I think it should be a film shot on a camcorder in the dark without any infrared capabilities from a distance, mainly failing to capture the badger on screen at all. Of all the crazy, cockamamie, ludicrous film ideas I've ever heard. It would be boring, unwatchable, it'll entertain no one. Yeah, we're not gonna make it. Oh. Sorry, you seem surprised by that decision. Yeah, I thought you'd go with it'd be boring, unwatchable, no one could make it. I love it! Or, uh, or it'll make us millions! Or, just like all our other films! Or, or you start Monday! I thought that was... No, no, why, why would we do that? Obviously not. I mean, you know. Yeah, I had a Kit Kat out, but I, you know, nothing that wasn't connected. It's a film, it's a terrible idea. Oh you know? God! <laughs> what? I mean, you think we're idiots? You know, basically, you come in here, you pitch what is essentially a badly filmed version of Springwatch, and <laughs> just get out. Oh. So close. Never mind. I prefer the live version anyway, the theatre version. You can watch that for free anywhere, anywhere where there are some badges. Just go and watch it yourself. Oh, Richard Herring. <laughs> How could you do that to me? Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus. I didn't expect to see you here this week, that was the last <laughs> Well, I thought I might as well come in. I've got nothing else to do, thanks to you. Look, nothing that's happened to you is my fault, it's your own doing. It is. I was going to be a worm in Attitudeless Badger. <laughs> Me and Ryan Giggs's dismembered penis were both up to be in the gang of worms. We were going to play them as black worms from the deep south before the abolition of slavery. <laughs> We had a song. I'd worked out the funny voice and everything. No, we're not. No, we're not doing that. Don't do the song. What's happened to you, Rich? You used to love that kind of stuff. It was anti-slavery, broadly speaking. 
<laughs> Why can't a disembodied anus play the part of a worm portrayed as a black slave? You're actually racist for stopping me. I mean, seriously. It's the 21st century. <laughs> anyway, it's irrelevant because you pulled the butt plug on the whole thing. Singing worms acting like pre-abolition slaves is against the whole ethos of attitudeless badger. That is exactly the opposite of what it is. I can't condone it. I've been telling you all along, go back to the rest of Pippa Milton. You can still be the amazing bronze bolt hole that you once were. <laughs> the finest diamond in the world is nothing without its ring. I don't want to. <laughs> To be a part of something bigger, Richard Herring. I want to be a winking star in my own right, shimmering brown in the night sky. <coughs> You've got to stop this. Look, you're not well. <coughs> I'm fine. I am Amos. Hear me roar. Poor old Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus. Uh, I hope she'll be all right. It'd be awful if she died next week in the final show. <laughs> now over to Christian Riley for this week's topical song. Uh, so last week, Japan's nuclear and industrial agency admitted for the first time that three. Four nuclear meltdowns occurred at Fukushima and they might have severely underestimated the amount of radiation leaking from the site. The rest of the world's media barely reported it. Even the liberal commentators like George Monbiot still want to embrace nuclear energy despite all this dangerous stuff going on. So I'm just going to throw the whole issue into the spotlight. I'm at the doctor, I'm at the doctor My eyes are bleeding and my piss is growing green They've got a Geiger counter And it's buzzing like Dantetzel's anal beads Weeping sores, weeping cough and my dick is falling off I think I'm growing extra limbs, I think I'm growing extra limbs, I really think so I think I'm growing extra limbs, I think I'm growing extra limbs, I really think so no need for shaving, I'm radiating Like a sushi-eating Russian dissident Me and my girlfriend, we didn't have babies And ironically she's grown an extra breast Let's keep splitting atoms, this time nothing bad will happen Think I'm growing extra limbs, I think I'm growing extra limbs, I really think so I think I'm growing extra limbs, I think I'm growing extra limbs, I really think so No active sperm, no white blood cells and vomiting and diarrhea Sterilized visibility of renewable energy in the corporate media I think I'm growing extra limbs, I think I'm growing extra limbs, I really think so I think I'm growing extra limbs, I think I'm growing extra limbs, I really think so Bifurcated penis Seven of <laughs> Next week is the last one, probably the last one ever, let's face it. I, I know I said that last time. Fuck you. I can't keep this up anymore. It's all over. Finally, we're going to have a sellout show. I think there are very few tickets left, so book now if you haven't done already to ensure your seat at this historic ending of an era that no one has noticed. Uh, tickets are also on sale for my Edinburgh shows. Uh, go to edfringe.com or the Stand or Underbelly websites if you fancy seeing those in August. Ben, our producer, is still working on rival podcast, Pappy's Flat Share Slam Down, uh, which you can download from iTunes or the British Comedy Guide. Uh, you can go see the show live as well. It's at uh, the Phoenix on uh, in Ox Circus uh, on Wednesday. Maeve Higgins and Izzy Sooty from uh, Peep Show. Uh, the guests this week. Have you got anything to plug, Dan? No. 
Yeah. <laughs> Paul, I could have told you about that play, but I didn't, didn't get the play. Oh. So, so. David Nobbs's first three novels have been republished uh, in a print-on-demand format, so they're available on Amazon. There you go. Fantastic. Well, that's good to plug something else. Emma, have you got anything to plug? Oh, well, you know, I've got my book out. I left my tent at San Francisco, and that's yeah. it, really. Good, that's good. That's good enough. Well yeah. done. And uh, Christian, do you have anything to plug? I will be back here at the Leicester <laughs> Square Theatre <laughs> next Monday. I'm doing the Comedy Store on Thursday. Wow, so, yeah. Comedy Store. So, yeah. Big Thursday night gig at the Comedy Store. That's the main night, right? Yeah, yeah. Thursday night. That's the main night. Yeah, yeah. 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 and then you do the O2 the next day. Yeah. 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 Just That's what I'm doing. Anyway, just time for one more about to listen to AI Automata. Listen to AI Automa. Yeah. At Andy B, 1964. About to listen to AI Automa. Because I don't like surprises. <laughs> if you've enjoyed the show, Andy Bates, there, he's a dentist, uh, funnier than I am. If you've enjoyed the show, do tweet about it. Who knows, if we're desperate for filler, your tweet might end up in next week's show. Uh, that's your lot for tonight. That's all we've got time for, so see you next time. Uh, what yeah. the final show? Hold on, Rich. Hold on, I can't beg a minute. You haven't done a new moral maze this week. That's right, that's right, I didn't want to do it. I don't want the show getting stale, just being the same thing every week. So. Yeah, that, would, that would never do. No. Anyway, as it turns out, I've been working very hard. I haven't done anything moral, immoral or amoral this well, week. So you're, you're just trying to get out of doing the moral maze because you're scared that the audience will vote for you to be punished in a humiliating way. I'm not saying that you're correct there, but who could blame me if that was the case? They made me bathe in flour. I still smell of flour. Uh, my bath is crusted with really hard, dried-on flour that I can't get off. It's, uh, it's got a crusted rim. Yeah. It's not the, not the good kind of crusted rim, either. I don't think I'll ever get that stench out of my nostrils. So fuck the moral maze, fuck our audience, we're not going to do it. But surely... Refusing to do the moral maze merely because you did not like the outcome of the last moral maze is in itself of dubious morality. I think we found this week's moral maze. Yes! It's a moral maze, it's a moral maze, it's a moral, it's a moral maze, it's a moral maze, it's a moral maze. When morals get hazy, our scruples get lazy, our conscience goes crazy, we steal the tandem from Daisy. We get trapped in the maze. It's a moral maze, it's a moral maze, it's a moral, it's a moral maze, it's a moral maze, moral maze. This week on the moral maze, moral maze shirking. Moral, moral maze, it's a moral maze, it's a moral, it's a moral maze, moral maze shirking. Yeah, so, uh, you stand accused of shirking, yeah. immorally shirking your duty to uh, face up to your own Yeah, it's, it's a grand avoidance I of your responsibilities. You, yeah, yeah. Your fans expect the moral maze, and the fact that you haven't included it has made this show unfit for purpose. <laughs> they, they look to you for leadership. They need to know what's right and what's wrong, and by judging what you do, they do the opposite. And yeah. all, all Interestingly, works. though, I think this week I might actually, by doing that, I think I might have been amoral, because uh, I mm. acted without a moral sense on this Simply. occasion, I think. I didn't really know that I was doing anything immoral, I just did it, and it was 
turns out that you maybe you think I would maybe go for that. But well, we've ascertained that they don't know what amoral means. Week on, week out, we don't. That fact has played out now over but five weeks. Also, you're saying right mm. that. Um, I should be punished for not doing the moral maze in this week's show. Mm -hmm, maybe. Yeah. But now we are doing the moral maze in this week's show. It is now a section of the show. Mm. So how can you punish me for not doing the moral maze oh. when we are doing the moral maze? It's a paradox oh. that yeah, could destroy a robot. You yeah, could destroy yeah. a robot. They go, we're doing the, they aren't doing the moral maze, but they are doing the moral maze. What is this thing called love? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, let's prove the vote. And a flower on my penis. <laughs> This is the vote, but what yeah, we'll should the, the punishment be ah, yes. if Richard is found to be immoral? Well, there's only one what option, surely, because if, if next week is the last ever AI yeah. Ultimate and yeah. Richard yes. has acted immorally, then he must finish the final show mm. with a pumpkin on his head. <laughs> Don't cheer! Don't cheer! This jury is bent! Anyway! It's minted pumpkins now, Grandad. Yeah, I'll throw some Mentos in if you want. Yeah, <laughs> what do you envisage this pumpkin having inside it? Emma? Like you to... make a jack-o'-lantern. Get the entire last show audience to come in, said jack-o'-lantern. Then get Richard Herring to put it on his head. Well, that would certainly be a fitting metaphor for what's become my career, thanks to this stupid pumpkin full show. If that happens, if you vote for it, I guarantee you, it will definitely be the last day out. It's an empty threat. It is an empty threat. It's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. So you've got your own little moral maze to think about now. Will you destroy the show? So, uh, do you really think that should be allowed anyway? That someone be putting a pumpkin for Why not? Why not? Seriously, it's the 21st century. <laughs> Can you even buy a pumpkin in the United Kingdom in June? That is my question, because well, it's going to be hard to do this. That's something you're going to have to find out. I, I have to write a fucking TV script this week. The deadline is Tuesday. I don't have time to score the, the country. I don't have time to do that or scour it for massive fucking pumpkins mm. big enough for 400 people to ejaculate in mm. one by one. How's that even practically going to work? Well, it's not four, then, it's the audience is 400, so the women won't. So it'll be 380. Yeah. Something they like can that. <laughs> the women, as we have ascertained, can squirt into the pumpkin. <laughs> oh, that's oh, what squirting means. <laughs> they could lactate into it. Could lactate. Yeah. <laughs> and give them ideas. And I don't have time to carve it into a jack o' lantern for them to wank into well, anyway. All right, well, let's see. If the audience want that, don't just vote against me so the pumpkin thing will happen. Don't succumb to mad madness of the mob, mob mentality. That is how Nazi Germany started, exactly. It isn't, it isn't. It, is. it was similar, it wasn't a pumpkin, but it was a similar situation. Okay, right, audience, if you think Richard acted morally, cheer now. <laughs> <laughs> If you think he acted immorally, cheer now. If you think he acted amorally, I did. cheer now. Yeah, and if you're still unclear about the difference between being amoral and being immoral, cheer now. Yeah, there you go. Well, I... Oh, it's close. <laughs> I'm 
delighted to declare that Richard Herring has behaved immorally. Oh, yeah, it's immoral bees, it's immoral bees, it's immoral, it's immoral bees, it's immoral This week Richard was immoral. Well, thank you very much. You've killed. <laughs> when people look back in history at the history of podcasts, your names will be on the audience list of the people who killed as it occurs to me, just to see a man with a semen full pumpkin in his head. Well, maybe that is how... breast milk. If it is how Nazi Germany started, maybe, you know, if in the beer keller they've gone, and then he just just covered in spunk and stuck in his moustache and You know. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Thank you very much. You've got to listen to that and probably be a video again next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. It's produced by Ben Walker with thanks to Damien Caldwell, Matt Ricardo, and everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. Cakes provided by Kate Emmett at Kate Poppins. A special thanks to Orange Market, the British Comedy Guide. This is an Avalon Sky Potato Plus production. <laughs>